Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Happy Friday night. This is Spectre from the New York Hero Initiative, and this is Heroes 101 Radio, your one-stop shop for all things heroic. And uh, we we got a, an extra heroic show for you tonight. Um, some some fun stuff to talk about later on with a, with uh, a guest who I think you'll enjoy listening to. Um, we've also got some chops and changes, some uh, unexpected curveballs have been thrown our way. My my lovely co-host, uh, Rock and Roll from the California Hero Initiative, is uh, stuck in traffic somewhere in Santa Monica with no signal. So we're going to be joined in a few minutes by a special guest who I think a lot of you will probably know who uh, adds a bit of local New York flavor to the show as well. So we'll uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can guess who that's going to be. Um, so uh, you know, so, so just just to give you some background, if, if you're listening into this show for the first time, you're wondering who the heck is this uh, guy with a British accent talking about New York. Um, we are the Heroes 101. Uh, sorry, we are the Hero Initiative Group. Uh, we we're a group of essentially altruists or uh, activists, or you know, I guess we we work in a, a bunch of different fashions across across the world. We have branches across the United States from California around to New York uh, and pretty much a whole bunch of places in between and we have a branch in in London in the UK as well so uh, you know we're we're pretty much global um we do a lot of work around uh, around community patrols around community safety we do a lot of work around homeless outreach programs and uh kind of doing drives to feed and, and clothe clothe the homeless. Um and really just I guess any areas of our own local communities, you know, local to each group where we feel that we can uh, have a positive impact and, and improve the improve the world around us. So uh you know there's there's a whole bunch of things that we do. If you want to know more, check out the uh, Hero Initiative group Facebook page or, or our website and uh, we've got a whole bunch of information or the Heroes one oh one radio radio show page here as well. Just uh Hit us up, and we'll give you a whole a whole load of stuff uh, if you're interested in helping out and getting involved. So, um, for anyone who wants to interact with us tonight, feel free to call in. Our guest call-in number tonight is area code three four seven three two six nine eight two seven. That's three four seven three two six nine eight two seven. And uh, join us in the chat room as well. You can set up a Blog Talk Radio um, login in a few seconds, and it's free. And you can join us in the chat room if you're uh, not the kind of person who wants to put yourself out there and uh, and be talking on uh, talking on the radio to us. Um, so you know, I <laughs> I was I was going to have a quick uh, chat to to Rock about where she is and what she's doing this week, but uh, seeing as uh, she is otherwise disposed, I'm going to introduce our special guest of the week. Um, so our guest this week is a martial arts instructor who runs a a group um, who are pretty unique in what they do and how they do it. So let, let me introduce to you tonight uh, Mark Preda. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Thanks. How about yourself? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. And whereabouts are you calling in from, Mark? Uh, Hollister, California. Ah, uh, see that. You know, you probably don't even want to hear about the negative 20 wind chill that we had here in New York this morning that uh, <laughs> made our lives a misery. For, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've um, heard about on the internet how cold it is out there. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. I, I've, had, <laughs> I've had people visiting, you know, and, and uh, I mean, it's, it's great having, and, and my visitors are all from the UK, and it's, you know, it's great having them over here. You know, they love the snow, mm. but 
you know, we, we came out of a bar on uh, on Sunday night when they they just arrived from the UK. They're all jet lagged, and they walked out of a bar uh-huh. into, into this crazy cold wind. And my brother-in-law said to me, "I feel like my brain's frozen. I can't even remember how to hail a cab to get to the hotel anymore." <laughs> uh, it sounds like culture shock, isn't it? Tell the driver where to go. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. a different kind of cold out here on the East Coast, I guess. Um, That's what well, I hear. Me, yeah, before we dive, uh, yeah, before we dive into your background, let me in, uh, take another call because I think I know who this is going to be. Okay. Hey there, caller. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Hey there. Who's this? It is Batman. Hey there. Who's this? It is Batman. It is I Batman. <laughs> okay, maybe you're not you the caller I was expecting. Criminal. It's Doug Guardian. <laughs> it's Doug Guardian. Of course it is. <laughs> Doug, How are you doing tonight, Doug Guardian? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, good, good. So you're surviving the winter down there in Staten Island. It's terrible. I hate it. What is, what is going on on this show today? What do we have going on? <laughs> what is going yeah, so you so you don't even know. So just, just to give our listeners a bit of background, so Rock and Roll was anticipating being on this show until up to about 20 minutes ago when she uh, was stuck in some gridlock in the middle of California and has no signal. And uh, so Dark Guardian, being the hero that he is, <laughs> stepped in to uh, save my bacon once again. With, uh, I love saving your bacon. <laughs> you, you, you do all sorts of things to my bacon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, our, so our guest on the show, as I was saying a second ago, is is Mark Breeder, and and Mark runs a group called Heroes for Hope. Um, so, Mark, I was just wondering, you know, maybe you could just give us some background on what Heroes for Hope is and and how it came about. Sure, sure. Well, um, we are a group of su- superhero themed uh, costume characters, and what we do is is we uh, support such events as fundraisers and charities to um, empower children, and one of the things that we do that sets apart from other superhero groups is we deliver a uh, four-point be-the-hero message, which I'll get into later on in the conversation. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we were kind of chatting just before the show, and you mentioned um, Heroes for Hire as, as another group that kind of inspired you and, and motivated you to get into this. Uh, you know, maybe right. you can give us some background on, you know, how, sure. how you interacted with them. So Heroes for Hire, uh, they're based out of, I believe, at Huntington, West Virginia, and um, they've had a lot of media exposure the past couple of years. I think they began their group, I want to say, late, 2012 or early 2013, if I remember correctly. But um, they have a, a photo that's going around. It's, it's went viral. And this is a photo that I saw initially on Facebook. And what it was, it was a picture of, um, I think, four heroes, Batman, Spider-Man, and Captain America, and I think Nightwing. Um, they didn't have their masks on this photo, but they were carrying a, a casket. They were pallbearers. So I clicked on the link and read about it, and um, it was for a funeral for a young boy who had passed away of cancer, and uh, Heroes for Hire had done a visit to him a couple of times, and his parents had requested that, that they actually be the pallbearers and wear their costumes because the little boy had never met them in any other form than their costume counterparts. And um, that really hit home with me. Um, I've been teaching for 20 years martial arts, and I love working with children. And um, I have kids of my own, too. So seeing something like that as a parent, 
um, it just kind of broke my heart to to see that little boy. But at the same time, um, I thought it was really amazing that there were groups like this out there that, that did things like that. So I read some more up on them and found out they visit hospitals, um, cancer wards, um, maybe charity events, things like that. So I contacted the founders and was um, Mark. Uh, I'm sorry, John Buckland. Um, great guy, awesome guy. He was very helpful with me and helped me get started with this endeavor. Wow, wow, and uh, yeah, I must admit, I got a, uh, that sparks a million questions in my head. And you know, I, I'm I'm a parent myself, and and I, you know, as you say, I find even just the thought of of you know of, of losing a child is just is just heartbreaking. And and uh, can't imagine it. No, not at yeah. all. Yeah. I, you know, and, and uh, you know, a lot of what we've been uh, trying to focus on here recently has been uh, has been lost children. You know, missing children for mm-hmm. that reason that uh, you know I mm-hmm. can't. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I <laughs> I was going to say I can't imagine the terror of losing a child, but actually I I, I almost went down that road myself while trying to shepherd uh-huh. four children through Manhattan the other day wow. and uh, having someone uh, one of the kids just step off a subway train at the wrong station and the doors close behind them and thinking holy crap <laughs> you know i made just oh, no. one of these kids in the middle of harlem and you know that that was probably a 10 second before the the driver opened the door and saved my bacon as <laughs> to, to reuse a pun but you know i mean just the the absolute heart stopping terror that this 6 year old could have been lost in the middle of harlem um absolutely and, wow know, to, uh, but yeah, you know, I think that exponentially worse uh, to to think of parents who have lost their kid for for a day, a week, you know, even a year. But uh, you know, then I, I can't even I can't even comprehend the, the horror of uh, of a parent who's who's going to lose their kid forever. So uh, yeah, you know, I, yeah. Can, I can completely understand why you'd want to focus on that. Um, so and and you know what what is it, sorry what is it exactly that uh, Heroes for Hope you know as as your group actually uh, actually do on a you know on a day or a daily or weekly basis? Well, you know it it's it's been a challenge recently just because you know I have my own business so I I can I can only do Heroes for Hope on weekends. Um, so essentially, I look for things in our area and and um, I'm based sort of I, I wouldn't want to say near San Francisco, but the Bay Area region, sort of, San Jose area. Um, Hollister's about an, uh, an hour from San Jose, so most of my events are in that area. Um, recently, we've been focusing on um, doing charitable events, things of that nature. Um, we got to, uh, one of the things we did recently, which was really empowering for us, is um, we uh, did our local Relay for Life, and we um, led the first lap around the track, and the first lap was of uh, the cancer survivors. So, um, that was a really big thing for us, and um, uh, just to see those kids who survived cancer and, and uh, just walk alongside them, to, to me, those are the true heroes, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. I've been trying to get in the hospitals around here, but that has not been easy. Um, I see groups that get in the hospitals all the time, but um, I've been having a real challenge around here, but... I think we'll be getting in to um, a children's hospital up near San Francisco, hopefully within the next month. I believe it's um, uh, I'm trying, the name of the hospital actually escapes me. But, um, yeah, we're trying to get in the cancer ward over there first. Um, so hopefully this will spawn more hospitals in our area. Right, and and how how do you how do you approach these hospitals? You know, what, what's your message to to try to get a, a foot in the door, as they say? Well. 
that's been part of the challenge is each hospital has got different rules. You know, um, some of us, um, I've gone to the volunteer area. Um, some have, you know, said, oh, this sounds like a great idea. You know, we'll, we'll give you a call. And they never do, so i got to call them back. And then I talk to someone different. You know, it's, that's been the frustrating part is not being able to lock somebody down directly. What I tell them that is as we, we visit the children, we deliver our four-point Be the Hero message to them. And um, just want to bring a smile to their faces, and uh, you know that's 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 our goal. And I think that's one of the things that I want to do that sets us apart is is we give them hope by giving them the, this "Be the Hero" message, as opposed to just stopping by and saying hello. You know, you, you want to give them something that they won't forget. It'll give them that hope that they just might need to to pull out of whatever they're fighting. You know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I, I've, I've been through, you know, losing a family member to cancer, as I'm sure, you know, a lot of people who are listening have, and um, mm-hmm. I, I remember reading myself at the time about the massive difference uh, a positive mental outlook makes on cancer, you know, on the, you know, the, the, the effects of chemotherapy are so much better if you, you know, if you've got a kind of a positive and optimistic outlook, and, and I guess conversely, you know, when a person mentally gives up the you know the physical end is is not long behind. So, you know, I, I don't think you can underestimate even a tiny amount of hope, you know, given by a small thing, let alone no, some, some not at all. Really you know, um, before the show, I know we were talking about this fundraiser I'm doing. We're doing a, a screening in our local uh, town um, called um, of a documentary called Legends of the Night, and um, what it's about is it's about various people who've overcome this devastating obstacle of their life. Um, because of their love for Batman. And um, one of the stories in that documentary is a young boy um, who had leukemia, and he fought it and he won. And um, the uh, the director had asked him, you know, what what do you think Batman would do if he got leukemia? And that little boy said, he did what this what I did. He'd fight it and he'd win. And yeah. um, that little boy had used Batman as a, as a vehicle to uh, to help fight the cancer. And, you know, again, he conquered it. And I think that's pretty powerful, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, and I must say, you know, I, I didn't mean my my earlier comments. Uh, I'm kind of concerned that people listening might think that I'm, you know, almost putting down the people who couldn't fight on. And and you know, I, I'm, you know, my my experience with cancer is uh, it's a, it's a horrific monster, and and you know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. begrudge anyone who just feels like they've had enough and they 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 lay down and 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 they're done, you know. But oh, no, at the same no. time, you know, I think anyone who who can inspire those people just to fight another day, just. You know, just just get back on their feet for for one more hour, even. Um, you know, not only will it help them, and and you know, maybe you know, potentially give them better quality of life or, or give them uh, a fighting chance, but it, it means exactly. the families who are going through that with them as well. I mean, it's it's a huge thing. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and yeah, you know, like I say, I've I've got probably twenty questions bouncing around in my head, but. Um, one, one I'm, I'm really intrigued about, and particularly because we've got Dark Guardian on, who, um, you know, Dark Guardian, you, you do a lot of work yourself with um, kind of motivating young kids, and you, you know, you, yeah. you teach young kids martial arts, but also do these kind of hero workshops as well, right? Yeah, right. It, it, to me, it, it's all about spreading that idea of heroism and that idea that, you know, you can be a hero. And I think kids who really take in that idea, you know, even as they grow up, that they still have that wanting to be a hero and that wanting to do good. You know, I think especially if you successfully get 
to the kids what it means to be a hero, to, to stand up for others, to, to help others, to help your environment. Um, and I got to say, Mark has just done a, like a really, really amazing job. And, um, you know, Mark, you, you're a pretty famous guy. Um, you, uh, how, how did you like, uh, I, I, you went viral at one point, I believe. Um, can, can you tell us a little about uh, kind of how that all came together? You know, I think you have me mixed up with Heroes for Hire. Um, okay. I haven't gone viral. <laughs> that's Heroes no, for no, Hire. No, that's, that's, no. I've definitely yeah. seen you on a bunch on the Internet, though. I'll tell you that. Um, um, you know, you, you're you're pretty well known for doing just just really great work. I've definitely seen your stuff, and I'm always impressed with it, man. Um, uh, I think it's amazing. Well, if you've seen it, I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so uh, I've got to ask on the on the uh, you know the inspiring kids your, your four point heroic message. Could you tell us about that? That, that really absolutely. Me. And and this is this is the thing that I got from Heroes for Hire from from John Buckland that, that really hit home. So um, that's what the four in our name, Heroes for Hire, I'm sorry, Heroes for Hope stands for, Heroes for Hire. Um, so when we talk to kids about being a hero, we tell them, number one, a hero never gives up. Tough times make you stronger and greater. Number two, a hero always does the right thing. Number three, a hero always helps other people. And the last one is a hero... Uh, never bullies, and for the older kids, never bullies or touches drugs. Four very, very simple, but at the same time profound points that, you know, help shape our character in life, you know. And um, that, to me, is is just something that everybody, I don't care how old they are, um, has to hear every so often. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that, yeah, that's very, very key messages. Mm-hmm. And I mean, out of interest, so you know, you, you mentioned you've got a, a long background in in martial arts, which actually Doug Guardian and myself have as well. And you know, it's oh, it's funny you meet people into this kind of thing, and and you know, mm-hmm. they, they typically tend to have you know twenty years, thirty years of, of some kind of martial arts history. But uh, you know, how, how do you find that 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 kind of feeds into this whole uh, the Heroes for Hope um, project? Well, because I'm used to teaching children, uh, and I love to work with kids. It seems a very, very natural and easy fit for me because uh, the four-point hero message really doesn't differ too much from what I teach my students on a daily basis. I mean, martial artists, you know, we do our best to teach our our students respect and concentration and focus and discipline, all all these special life skills. Um, Heroes for Hope is just a different package on that, I think, and it it gives them the life skills in a different way. Um, not every child can do martial arts, obviously, uh, or, or not willing it, or not able to, or parents can't afford it, or whatnot. But anyone knows Batman, and anyone can see Batman. And hearing that from him directly, I think, is going to make you know just a really big impact, like a martial arts instructor would. To a certain point, obviously, as a martial arts teacher, we can we can go beyond the life skills and, and become mentors to our students. But it's a start, and. Um, yeah, it was just an easy, natural fit for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I've got to ask Doug Guardian, you know, how, how does that that kind of message, you know, never give up, do the right thing, helping others, and and never bullying, or as Mark said, for older kids, you know, avoiding drugs. How, how does that kind of uh, compare to the sorts of things that you teach to to your kids? It's it's definitely very similar. You know, I've done uh, I've done the superhero workshops. I've done. Uh, 
you know, I, I teach on a regular basis. Uh, but no, it's definitely all similar stuff. And, and it's very powerful, you know, uh, of course, in the martial arts, because the kids, they want to do martial arts. They look up to their martial arts instructors. And, you know, they they want to live up to, you know, the ideas and ideals set forth in martial arts. And I, I think beyond that, it goes with superheroes. Like Mark was saying, like, you know, not everybody gets to do martial arts, but everybody knows superheroes. or Almost mm-hmm. everybody likes superheroes. So, and, and, you know, I know as a kid, you know, my role models were actually superheroes. I didn't have really positive male role models in my life. So I, I looked up to superheroes, and I looked to what they stood for. And, you know, imagine if you had uh, some real-life person in your life saying, hey, like, you know, you know, being being a good mentor to you and being there for you and being like, hey, you know, like, heroes do this, and this is what a, what a real superhero does, and this is what you do to, to help other people. Imagine if you have that as a kid to, to really point you in that right direction. Because I know a lot of kids, uh, you know, when you, especially the teenage years and whatnot, you know, you want adventure, you want something fun. You know, you want something exciting, and a lot of times that leads down the wrong path. And if you mm-hmm. could, you could really put that that good impression of heroism, and you could really instill that into into kids at a younger age. Hopefully, they're going to take that turn down the right path. Exactly. Good points. Right. Right. And yeah, you know, I've got to ask Mark. Um, I mean, what, I guess two two questions. You know, firstly, why why superheroes and I guess, aside from that, why Batman in particular? Well, um, why superheroes? Because everyone I know loves superheroes one way or the other. I mean, um, especially nowadays. I mean, superheroes, now that the new movie's coming out, um, they've really kind of gotten somewhat of a resurgence, I believe, you know, in pop culture. I mean, they've always been popular, of course, but now especially with the new um, Batman movie coming out with Superman and all that, and Wonder Woman and so on and so on. They're becoming a little bit more integrated, you know, and um, Batman. Well, that that right there, you know, I've liked Batman all my life, like most Batman people do, but um, what really attracts me to the Batman character is the fact that he has no superpowers whatsoever. Zero. Everything he does is from within. If you take away the money, the Batmobile, the Batcave, and you just have some guy in a bat suit, but he still has the inner strength that Bruce Wayne has, that's Batman. And one of the things I really want to bring across to the people who I speak to is that everybody has it in them to be a Batman. Um, and I talk about real-life heroes, police officers, firemen, um, people in the military, people who who, you know, put their lives on the line daily, like Batman does, for example. You know, those are great examples of people who have worked so hard to become who they are. And like them, you could pull out your inner Batman, you know, and become someone extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, I, that's, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, I'll let Dark Guardian speak for himself, but that that's certainly why I got into doing what we do as well. You know, it's uh, the feeling that uh, everyone has the potential to go out there and do good, and if you choose not to, and, and you know, everyone has a choice, everyone can choose to sit there and play Xbox and eat pizza and, you know, <laughs> do whatever else, and they've, they've got every right to choose to do that with their time. Um, but if you if you make that choice, then you're, you're you know you're almost aiding the problem rather than being part of the solution. I guess exactly. I mean, if you can do good in the world, do it, and don't ask for kudos or props. Just do it, and 
you know, it'll make you feel good, and obviously it'll make other people feel good as well. And I think I think that's an important thing, you know, is, is just if you can do it, do it, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, and I've got to throw in there, there's, there's a book I've been reading um, over the last couple of years that my, my sister-in-law bought, bought for me for, for Christmas one year called uh, Becoming Batman, The Possibility of a Superhero. I don't, I don't know whether you guys have ever read it, but... I've heard uh, of that. Written by a guy called Paul yeah. Zare. Um, but it, it literally goes through, uh, you know, would it be possible for, for a person like Bruce Wayne to exist? You know, would it be possible for him to to actually become Batman? And it kind of goes through the whole thing of, um, you know, physically, could he could he become as, as muscular as Batman looks in the cartoons and the movies? And how has that portrayal changed over the, the decades? Um, but also in terms of martial arts skills, you know, what would you need to do and how hard would you need to train? Um, but then mm-hmm. also from a psychological point of view, you know, why why would someone want to become Batman? And it's uh, it's an interesting read, you know. It's it's very very in depth, and it's it's a real scientific study of that character. But uh, really interesting for people who haven't picked it up before. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I got to um, try to become Batman now. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> what, what, what is it? Uh, they, they say, like, if somebody actually tried to become Batman, like, you know, maybe the last six months before they get killed or arrested. Um. Yeah, you know, it's... Um, I'm part of a of an online forum called Brotherhood of the Bat. I'm not sure if you've heard of that or not. Um, it's mainly Batman, you know, fans who who are costumers. Um, but I... There's, there's people on there who who actually, you know dress up as Batman and they say that they patrol their areas and we're all like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to get hurt or possibly killed, you know, by doing this. This, this isn't funny, you know? And um, they get defensive and upset and angry. It's like, you know, you, you can't do that. I mean, that, I mean, that isn't safe. That's, that's not helping others. That's putting yourself and possibly other people in danger. That's the opposite of what we want to accomplish, you know? But yeah, I hear what you're saying. There are people out there who go a step. I I think a little bit too far, you know. Yeah, but they yeah. those people usually don't do anything, which is the good news about that. Uh, there's a lot of wanna men, you know, a lot of a lot of ninja lanes out there. But usually, mm-hmm. they're the people who don't really go outside and do much. It's the people like you who are out there doing the real work, working with kids, going to hospitals. Um, that are making a real difference. Well, um, I think that route is a lot safer for everybody. And um, <laughs> yes, it is far more empowering. That's for sure. So, and it's and definitely. I, I've got to ask. Difference. You know, you, you, you mentioned about you mentioned about delivering the 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 four the four points. Do you do it in a Batman voice? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I get asked that a lot. Well, I don't have a deep voice naturally, so I try to make it a little bit deeper. I, I've had kids say to me, isn't Batman, doesn't he have a deeper voice? You know, and, oh, you, know you you can't go out there and talk in the Christian Bale voice, you know. I mean, you're going to be able, you're going to be hoarse in like five minutes. So I do it in, in, the, in the best um, non-scary, deeper Batman voice that I possibly can, so... <laughs> yeah, I Children, can that you, you can be heroes. <laughs> yeah, so, I wouldn't say that. I don't that do it gravelly. <laughs> so probably, probably more. Um, I try to emulate more kind of like the Michael Keaton style voice. You know, 
it's you know, not too raspy, but you can still understand it. You know, Christian Bale, as great as he is, and as great as Batman was, you couldn't always understand what he was saying all the time. I think, especially with kids, and it might scare them. So you got to be, you know, you got to be careful when you speak. You know. Yeah, I can't imagine you'd last very long in that children's ward if you're doing the, uh, the Christian Bale voice. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Oh, man. Um, so so I, gotta, I wanted to ask as well, who, who's on your, your team in, in Heroes for Hope? Is is this something that you do uh, you know, on your own, or do you have uh, people working with you? Well, um, we recently uh, grew our team um, because of the fundraiser we're doing. When, when I started out, it was just me. Um, and then when we did our first fundraiser, um, one of my black belts, her, her mom actually was uh, She-Ra. Remember She-Ra, of course, from the 1980s? Um, yeah. We, we made, made a great She-Ra. All the adults knew her, all the kids didn't. Um, mm-hmm. So she changed characters and became Catwoman. So um, for a while it was myself and Catwoman. Then, then we got a, uh, a Miss America, which is a female Captain America. And we just recruited a Wonder Woman, a Supergirl, and a Batgirl. Wow! So we're all going to be at the fundraiser coming up pretty soon. So that'll that'll be our first full appearance as a as a full team together. Great. That is yeah. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Some of these, so, these uh, groups, yeah, you don't need too many people in your group, real honestly. Um, I, I think two or three is a good number to start. But even one is good to start out at, right? But if you have two or three. You know, it it just makes things even more exciting, you know, and um, uh, I, it's going to be really awesome to, to to have six superheroes at, at an event mm-hmm. and meet and greet with the kids, and you know, it 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 just adds um, more legitimacy to our group, you know. Really? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and I, I wanted to ask as well, in terms of the, and particularly with the. Um, with the terminally ill children, I mean, you know, as we were saying, it's it, it must be a hell of a thing. Uh, you know, obviously, it's a hell of a thing for the family, but you know, for you to be around that, um, you know, as this becomes more of a regular thing, and and you know, you you get more involved. Um, do do you have some kind of support network in place to to you know literally help you retain your own sanity through those kind of events? Well, for me personally. Um, I mean, I yes, I got I got a lot of great support, obviously, but with my family and everything. But um, I, I guess that over the years, especially as you teach children, I mean, I as an instructor have have lost martial arts students, of kids who have passed away. So I've, I've I've been around it a little bit. Um, basically, what you have to do is just take a deep breath and regroup and just say, I'm impacting, I'm empowering, and at this point in time, that's all I got to focus on. Because if you think about the future, you don't know what's coming anyway, right? You know, so you just got to focus on on the now as the best answer I can give to that, and just know that at this particular moment that you're that you're doing something to to make them feel far better than they would have if you have not talked to them in the first place. Um, but yeah, I guess. But like I was saying, I get great support through friends and family, and through my friends at Heroes for Hire also, who, who I, I've asked, how do you handle this? How how do you get past it? And then they give me some feedback, and um, that really helps also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like you say, I, I think the bigger picture of you know, I, I've I've got a choice. I can either go out there and try to help these people and try to improve their lives for what little mm-hmm. time they have available. 
or I can choose not to, and you know, I, I save myself some pain, but I also, you know, don't benefit anyone, and, and you know, also don't reap any benefits myself from the process. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, Saving yourself yeah. pain doesn't help somebody else, and your pain is temporary. How how long is theirs? You know. Yeah. So that's why I look at it also. Right. Right. So. And uh, you know, I, I, I normally before these shows, I prepare a bunch of questions in case I, in case my I get a brain freeze and, and I run out of things to ask. And I, I've been so intrigued with this stuff that you're telling me that I'm jumping around all over the place. So I kind of apologize that this no worries, no problem. All over the place. But um, from the martial arts point of view, what is it that you actually practice? Oh, so my background in martial arts. Well, I've been training for um, 23 years. Um, <coughs> I hold a 6-3 black belt in the system that I'm in. For many, many years, I trained under uh, Grandmaster Ernie Reyes Sr. I'm sure you know who that is, right? His son is Ernie yes, Reyes Sr. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I was in his association for um, 17 years, and I originally um, branched off on my own. Um, I always owned my own school since 2006, but um, I was affiliated with him until last June. But then I decided, you know, it's time to move on time to just do my own thing, um, and I just um, branched off to become enterprise martial arts, and that's what I'm doing right now. So, um, But I, I feel incredibly blessed to have trained with him and just the, the, the many, many martial arts masters I have over the years. I'm sure just like you have as well, and um, I think I, I believe so strongly in the martial arts, and I feel that that's what's given me the ability to do things like Heroes for Hope. I mean... I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, I was a very shy, introverted child, and the martial arts helped bring bring that out of you know, just bring that out of me and make me become a different person. So when I, you know, when I'm able to do things like Heroes for Hope, I have a confidence that I couldn't have gotten anywhere else. I don't think, you know, from the martial arts, the, the want to do good, the want to impact and empower on a daily basis. So um, you know. To me, like I said, martial arts is it's everything. It's my life. It's who I am, and I, I thank God for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, here, here, here. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah, we definitely all have similar experiences. And, man, it you know, people, uh, I guess people don't realize how tough it is to have to get in front of a big group of children. Um, I think some people do, though, um, but <laughs> it's not always an easy thing. No, it isn't. Not at all. Yeah, it's funny you say that because, you know, I think adults are kind of trained that, uh, you know, I've got to show a bit of respect. You know, this person's giving up their own personal time and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's kind of an etiquette, whereas especially younger kids, (laughs) it's just no holds barred, isn't it? Can be. Yeah, the the, the kids can be much more brutal than the adults can, you know, so you have to make sure you know what you're doing, of course. And then what kind of reactions do you get from the kids, you know, directly to, to the whole Batman image? You know, it, that's one of the coolest things that I've I found. You know, um, uh, we did a, a recent event where um, we were at a uh, we were at a, 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 um, a charitable race, and we were just kind of out there greeting all the racers, the runners and everything. And all the people who were running in the race were wearing superhero-based T-shirts and everything. And this little boy... He, he turned the corner, and he saw me in my suit, in my bat suit, and he just kind of stopped dead in his tracks, and his jaw just dropped. 
and he was wearing a Batman T-shirt also. And I could just tell he was like, oh, my God, it's a real Batman, you know. Um, it just made me feel so good, you know. And we get that all the time. Um, and that is just, I think, one of the coolest things because I think back, and I'm sure you do, to think back when we were kids and how excited we got if, if we saw one of our heroes in front of us and how our jaws dropped. It kind of takes us back to that, to, to that moment. And uh, I think that's just really, really cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. I completely agree. Um, and you know, your your bat suit is pretty damn impressive, if I if I do say so myself. I mean, what, what's the history behind the suit? Well, one of the things I had learned from Heroes for Hire, um, what Mister Buckland told me, he said your suit's got to be legit because if it's not, you're going to get picked apart, and uh, the kids won't believe that you're really Batman or whoever you're trying to be. So. Um, the suit I have is from a company called UD Replicas. Um, they're a very well-known company. Um, uh, they've had a lot of exposure to the media recently also because of the legitimacy of the of, of suits. They have um, licensed motorcycle outfits. That's what these are. They're made of leather and cowhide. They're very, very durable. Um, and they do, you know, Star Wars and G.I. Joe and uh, Batman licensed motorcycle outfits. And um, they're as pretty close as you can get to the actual costume, um, but they're extremely durable, and um, that's important when you do a lot of visits. Um, costumers I found over the years, you can get a really legitimate bath suit for the same price I paid for my suit, but it's not going to last super long if you wear it every weekend. Um, so you want to have something that's really, really durable, but at the same time looks looks really legitimate. So. Um, that's why I chose the replicas as the only way to go for, for my suit. And um, like I said, it, it's had really good results. People just saying, oh, wow, that's pretty awesome. Wow, that's great. You know, and they, they feel the suit. And, and when they feel that the suit isn't, you know, um, cloth or, or just plain latex, they, it makes a big impact, you know. Right, right. And, and did you did you style it, or did you did you choose it for for any particular movie to be modeled after, or, or is it you know pretty generic? Uh, this one is a, um, the one I have currently is from Batman Begins. Um, I don't have a you know it's it's not a hundred percent accurate as far as the cowl that I wear. I've learned over the past years or so that it, it, it's not about cosplay. You know, it's just about looking the part, having a functional suit that you can move around freely in because. If you've done costuming, you'll know that not not all costumes are, are easily maneuverable, and you know you you, you got to find the costume that, that that really looks good. But at the same time, you can move well in, be somewhat comfortable in, and not have to worry about this cape catching on this or this gauntlet fin catching on that. You just have to have to find what's right for you. Right. Right. And is there anything that you would change about it? Any any gadgets you want to add to it over the years, or are you pretty much happy with it as it is? But by now, I've figured out pretty much what works and, and what doesn't. You know, um, for like example, um, I have this utility belt, and um, you know, a lot of the bat belts out there, for example, or um, the costumers that I, I've, I've met are just these companies are just awesome. They do amazing work. And some of the bat belts are, um, are, I believe, 
that they're that, that they're uh, molded latex. Um, they're done really really well. But the belt I have is actually resin, and it's it's from the Batman Begins movie, and it's held together with a couple of um, uh, cabled wires. So it looks really legitimate there. And then the um, the pouches I have on the side are functional. They slide open, and I can put my business cards in there. Um, and it's the little details like that that, that the kids get excited about. Because like I said, they're going to come up to you, and, and they're going to pull on the belt. They're going to pull on the costume because they want to see if you're the real Batman or not. So um, right. you can't have too many gadgets, obviously. Um, you can't have metal batarangs on your belt that you pull off. You know, you got to be careful about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you find out what works for you and what, and what doesn't. I've talked to other people who do Batman in their groups, and, and they've had some challenges with, with kids pulling their belts off or whatever or pulling things off their belts or pulling their batarangs off. And, you know, I just try to limit those gadgets. Unless I'm away from the kids on the stage where they can't touch the stuff, then I might bring along a batarang or two or whatever, you know. Nice. Yeah, you got to be careful because, like I said, the kids, you know, they're curious. And, and and if I was a kid, I'd say, hey, you know, that Batman doesn't look right because, you know, his belt's, his belt's rubber or, or it looks rubber or whatever, you know. So you just have to find out what, what works best for your area because every area is different also and just adapt to it, you know. Yeah. And you weren't tempted to go the whole Adam West route and invest in a whole bunch of spandex? Or? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> and, no, there are some guys who pull it off great, but I, I'm not one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is much more cosplay, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. But, uh, I mean, how do you react? You know, you're in front of a room full of kids and... Uh, you know, they they start getting a bit critical and you know, start complaining that you're, you're not the real Batman. How, how do you respond to that? I haven't gotten that much, really. I really haven't gotten oh, that. Really? Um, no, I ha- I, I've been lucky, you know. Um, so if that did happen, you know, you've got to ignore it cause, because they're kids, you know. They're not saying it to hurt your feelings because they don't know you personally. They just see you as Batman or not as Batman. They don't know that you're that you're Mark Prater or whatever you are. They they just They're just kids, so you just brush it off like you would anything else and just move on. And then you just say, yes, I am the little Batman. And that's it, you know. What, what is it to prove, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing. You just, do, you just do what you can and just move forward. Yeah, yeah. If that kind of thing bother you, then it's going to be harder down the line anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we, we certainly find in, in the stuff that we do as well, you can't take it personally, you know. There's, uh, no. You've got to take the rough with the smooth. Exactly, exactly. But that's that's going to happen in anything you do in life regardless. Anybody who 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 does good in the world, someone is going to is going to try and find negative out of it anyway, you know. So you just have to learn to, to ignore it, you know. Um and that's 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 a sad truth, but it's it's it is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm just you know, wondering there, there, as well, you know, who, sorry, no, sorry, go for it. There is a surprising amount of people who dress up as Batman and actually go out and do stuff. Um, like, it, you got people who do a ton of different things, whether it's they actually try to patrol the streets for crime dressed as Batman, 
whether they do hospital visits, some of them uh, just kind of use it as a way to entertain the local area. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty wild. Like, uh, how, I've seen a lot of them. Uh, how many people do you think are actually out there being Batman to, to try to do something in their community? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, I've I've um, seen a lot on Facebook. There's, gosh, there's San Diego Batman. There's San Francisco Batman. There's Vegas Batman. I mean, they're they're all <laughs> over the place. I mean, just look on Facebook and, and you'll see. I mean, I, I've had Batman friend me on Facebook who I've never even seen before, um, just to connect with them, you know. And uh, yeah, they're they're everywhere. And I think really honestly that um, that that the Bat Kid phenomenon had a lot to do with it. I'm sure that really fueled a lot of things for a lot of people because mm-hmm. um, you, you both know how how incredible that was. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's just... But I think even without that, um, a lot of these Batmen are still out there. And as long as, as they're safe and impacting and empowering, hey, you know, more the power to them, you know. Um, that's that's how I see it. Not Not all of them... You know, you know, have Facebook pages or websites. So there's there's a lot we don't even know about. I'm sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, just but, out of interest, but, you know, you, you're go on Facebook on and just do some searches, and you'll find a, a lot of Batman out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like like you say, there's you know those are just the ones with Facebook pages. There, there are going to be the other guys who are. Uh, Doing it on the quiet, I guess. The uh, yeah. guys in the hockey pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just just out of interest, so you, you you're kind of focusing on children as your target audience. I mean, did you ever yes. um, envisage that you would be able to, to kind of approach adult audiences in the same way? I mean, uh, you know, or, or do you kind of <laughs> feel like they're too far gone and uh, you're better off uh, getting them while they're young? <laughs> you know. Um, You'd be surprised at, at the adults that, that, that I, mainly parents, of course, that that are there at the events that I have. That, that um, I I watch people's reactions when, whenever I give the be the hero speech, and um, I can see some of the adults. You know, you see half of them kind of looking one way, one another. Then you have some looking directly at me and some nodding their heads. So I think like with kids, you know these adults that are looking left and right and not paying attention, those are the ones I want to get the message to the most. Um, just because as adults, I think I think someone said once said, people who are successful don't need to be told what to do, they just need to be reminded. And I think as for adults, including myself, we just need to be reminded of these things that we don't hear every single day, even though they've been part of our lives, you know, possibly, you know, for, for, for some people. You know, just to hear it again, like just go, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's right about that, or yeah, he's got a point there, you know. So, even though adults aren't my target audience, the ones that you know that that hear it or at least hear one part of it, hey, you know what? They're they're getting impacted, and I think that's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, do you, do you get any kind of feedback about uh, you know? People coming back to say to you, you know, that that message really hit home, and and you know, I I really took this away from it. Yes, yes, and and um, it that that right there is just it it just fuels the fuels the fire to keep doing Heroes for Hope. Um, it's just it's great to hear that, you know, and um, 
even if one person says it, you you know that that you're doing good in the world. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's and I I make sure that I tell them how much I appreciate with, with their words and not and and not just say oh thanks you know I I listen and closely and say you know I really appreciate that we'll do our best to keep on delivering the message and um, thank you so much for your for your very kind words you know I make it a point to really let them know that that whatever they say like that is is definitely very much appreciated. Right, right. Yeah, and, you know, it takes a lot for a, <clears throat> for a young kid to come out and, and kind of, you know, come back to you and give that kind of feedback, doesn't it? It's, it's not, you know, maybe they, they don't naturally have the confidence to, to step up and say something like that. Right, but maybe they, they would after your talk, you never know. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. So. And, I mean, do you, do you find that, that you have uh, kids come along and want to explore martial arts more after your talk, or do you pretty much keep the two things uh, two things separate? I keep it separate. To, well, let me backtrack a little bit. When I do an event as Batman, when I hand out cards, I have my business um, information on one side and Heroes for Hope on the other. Okay. But I don't talk about martial arts during the talk because um, that would kind of take away, I think, from from what the talk's all about. Um, on the other hand, though, when um, this past October, I, I did um, a tour of our local schools in the area as myself, as Mark Prater, and, and I did some assemblies on Be the Hero Against Bullying. So what I did was I, I used a lot of hero for heroes for hope speech in my martial arts based talk. So that was kind of neat to be able to to deliver that message, even though it's not in Batman form. Um, it still gives the kids something to to um, to to draw from directly. But as best right. Batman, no, I, I try not to say much about martial arts. Um, just just because it doesn't quite fit too much in with in with the talk. Right, right. Because you know the reason I ask is that we uh, we've long had a plan over here in in the New York Hero Initiative to um, and Dark Guardian you know personally took it on I guess what a year ago um, to start up a a school which is effectively a hero school which teaches not only martial arts but kind of heroic concepts and and. Um, you know, I guess oh, very cool. Very cool. You wanted to explain a bit more there, but uh. yeah, I want to hear that, please. Ah, did we lose you, Dark Guardian? Are you on mute? Hope we didn't lose him. I wanted to hear about this. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I must admit, it's a concept. I don't know. I, I don't know I'll start. <laughs> Doug Guardian, if you're still there, you can jump back in. But uh, you know, I, I hey, I'm back. I, I found the whole. I'm sorry. Oh, oh cool. cool. So <laughs> I apologize. We, yeah, we were just but, talking uh, about the. Uh, we were just talking about the yeah, whole concept of the hero school. I just wondered if you could kind of explain, uh, you know, where we were coming from in terms of um, mixing martial arts and the whole kind of heroic ideals and, and that, that whole concept. Yeah, I think I think uh, Mark, uh, you know, as was saying, all his experience in martial arts has kind of just went right into the whole working with kids as, as a Batman as heroes. Um, it's definitely something that that is interchangeable in a lot of ways. Something that that mixes really well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of 
superheroes do martial arts and they fight and they, you know, they beat the bad guys and whatnot. But it's not really what we're trying to teach them. It, it's just mm-hmm. that exciting physical element. Um, and if you could teach them how to be heroes while you're while you're doing that, you talk about superheroes. You talk about su- superheroic ideals. You talk about things they can do to help other people. I think it, it has an even more of an impact. So you're getting that martial arts, you're getting that physical, but you're also getting those heroic ideas and values. And and I think it's really positive effect. Oh yeah, I mean, during some of my classes, I I will use Batman as an euphemism. Say, okay, guys, who's your favorite superhero? They'll say they'll tell me. I say, well, you know, mine's Batman. And this is this is why, and um, I'll explain pretty much what I talked to you folks about earlier about what makes Batman who he is and how how they as martial arts students have it in them to have the same qualities as, as Batman. You know, you put the belt on, that's Batman's utility belt. This is your karate belt. This is your uniform. That's Batman's bat suit. When Batman puts, I'm sorry, when Bruce Wayne puts the suit on, he's not Bruce Wayne anymore. He's Batman, and when as a martial artist, if there if there's Tommy, when Tommy puts on his martial arts uniform, he is now a, an extraordinary martial artist, Tommy. So, I try to convey that message during my classes every so often. So that's that's one way to do it for sure. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome, and I think Doug Guardian, you, you've kind of put some of that messaging into your own like your your own actual martial arts teaching of kids as well, right? Yeah, it it's 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 all a part of it, you know. It it mm-hmm. like I said, it, it all goes hand in hand, it all works together. Um, you know, I tried really bringing the hero element into the martial arts where we're talking about superheroes in class and you know, we're we're having a little extra fun, you know, having a superhero day with a kid to get to dress as superheroes. And, mm-hmm. you know, we do a, a superhero workshop where we're, you know, talking about, you know, how the kids can be heroes in their everyday life and they make masks. And, you know, you just you just got to constantly find fun ways to reinforce heroism. And what's what, what else is more popular to kids than superheroes? There's not a single thing more popular than superheroes. I think just in mm-hmm. pop culture today, it's amazing. But, we need to learn how to use that to create a positive change. We don't want to just keep it as entertainment. We don't want it just to be like, wow, that was really cool. Look, the Avengers fought all those aliens and they won. Like, no, like, like let, let's, let's take out some positive things away from it. Um, and if we can really, you know, harness this, this huge popularity of superheroes, the, the huge influence in the media to do more positive things and influence people in a positive way, then that's going to create huge change, I think, in, in everything going forward. Right. Right. Very good point there, too. Yeah. That's that's kind of what we're all trying to do, I guess. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I've got to ask, Mark, as well, so, you know, you, you, you go out and, and um, I guess, you know, maybe I can recap, but my understanding is so, so you, you've been doing the work around, uh, or you plan to do more work around children's hospitals and, and uh, you know, kind of children's wings in hospitals. Um, you go yeah. into into what uh, elementary schools as well, is it, and do your and do your talks? No, not my area, because um, generally when I do um, talks in my schools, I do it as myself because I'm trying to promote my business um, for one uh, thing. So I, I want to go, but at the same time, though, um, elementary schools these days, depending on your area. Some schools don't like people wearing costumes. Um, some places are open, very much so. But, um, like for example, at my son's school, 
um, here in here in Hollister. It's a great school, fantastic school. They won't allow people in masks on campus for any reason whatsoever. So wow. it depends largely on where you are and what what the rules of the district are. Right, right, and you know, I, I must admit, I I couldn't fault any schools for being too paranoid in this day and age. So, uh, yeah, I know it's it's a, it's a sad fact, but that. I can understand why why they feel like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of thinking out loud. You know, how do you uh, how do you reach greater audiences? I mean, have you considered doing uh, like recording videos of your of your messages and, and putting them out on YouTube or something, or is that the kind of thing you're already doing? Or? I haven't done that yet, but that I that has uh, crossed my mind. You know, um, I, I've, I've done, I do a, pretty much everything via social media, and um, that's that's helped a lot. You know, Facebook has been, you know, a blessing as far as, as being able to, to get out there and, and be known. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that doing videos like that is a fantastic idea. I, I think that um, Heroes for Hire's Batman, John Buckland, he did a, a video on his phone recently, just a quick video on bullying, and it went viral. It's just amazing how those little things can just can just pick up and just and just get out there and just, just, just take off, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, Dark Guardian's no stranger to uh, social media and uh, and going viral as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it happens sometimes, but uh, no, you know, it, it's a good thing to be able to use the media in a positive way. I, I mm-hmm. love being able to, you know, when I go online, seeing, you know, rather than Kim Kardashian, seeing a yeah. guy dressed as Batman helping a kid or inspiring children or you know, out there giving some kids who are really sick some hope and and, and even just a smile. I yeah, love seeing exactly. stuff like that. I think you got mm-hmm. such a weird uh, mix of things when it comes to what goes viral. You got a lot of garbage, a lot of stuff that you really don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, people mm-hmm. consume it, but it's really touching when you see those positive stories. Uh, like you were saying, uh, uh, what was it Bat Kid? You know that you know yeah. that was that was amazing uh, what they did and. Uh, you know, what you're doing, what everybody else involved in this is doing, like, it's it's inspiring. And I, I hear it from people sometimes, like, hey, like, you know, we're out there doing this stuff. And sometimes we're not really uh, remembering that we're making a difference in people's lives. And sometimes it's nice when you hear somebody who sends you a message, like, oh, dude, like, you, you know, you're an inspiration. And, like, I'm like, me? I just, I just try to do whatever, like, every mm-hmm. once in a while. And when yeah. you hear that, you're like, wow, like, you know, I guess I am making a difference somehow. So it, it keeps you going. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what as well? I, I think uh, you know, the, 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 media's, the media can be a double-edged sword. You know, it, it depends on how you approach it. But um, when, I, when I first saw the, the HBO Superheroes documentary that probably everyone who's listened to this show has probably watched until the, <laughs> until the tape runs thin. But um, when I first watched that, it... it it, it made it so obvious to me, and, and, and I, I certainly don't want to badmouth the, the people who were involved in making that, or the people who were in it, and particularly as one of them is on the show. But um, you know, it, it was very obvious that if you if you give the media an angle to to exploit you, then you can be exploited. And you know, for example, mm-hmm. the, the New York team who were on that that movie. Um, 
came across very mixed. You know, they came across as very dark and very aggressive. And you know, you know, I, I, I don't want to cast aspersions as to whether it was a, an accurate portrayal of them as people or not. But when you look at some of the other people who were very, very altruistic and doing everything for the right reasons, and mm-hmm. you know, Dark Guardian was one of them. You know. There was, there's no way you can paint someone in a bad light if they're just trying to do good. And the, the same with Mr. Extreme. You know, you can you can make fun of the guy all you like and, and mock his costumes and whatever, but at the end of the day, he's a guy trying to do good. And, and it's very, very difficult to make fun of that. And, you know, I, I remember, Doug Guardian, you were on that that, that um, Wake Borders, pro, what was it, Wake Brothers that you were on? Um, yeah, I was on the Wake and, Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and they... They they had so much leeway to just to just rip you to pieces, but you know how do you do that when it, when it's just a guy going out there trying to do good? Yeah, I think it's 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 so much how you present yourself. You know, it, it's not an easy thing to understand too. If if you're very naive to it, you can get taken advantage of very easily. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, it takes time. It takes you know, <laughs> it takes some practice. It takes some mistakes too. You know, you know what, you know, this is my message. This is what I'm about. And if you really stick to that, you know, as long as it's something positive, as long as it's making a difference, you're going to come out in a good light and your message Mm -hmm. is going to get out there. But don't get caught on different tangents. Don't, you know, don't worry about anything but your message and your purpose. And and if you stick to that, uh, only positive things are going to come out of it. Yeah, and I, I think you know, in in that case, any publicity is good publicity. You know, if 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 you approach it with that kind of uh, method in mind, and uh, you know, we, we've definitely found that from you know, we we were on the um, what was that uh, that show we were on two years ago where the guy we we were doing um, some work doing free martial arts classes for the gay community in Manhattan because there had been mm-hmm. a, a whole bunch of of hate crimes against against the gay community, and we felt that they were at risk and. We wanted yeah. to, um, Bill to, to Maher. Kind of help them out. That's right. Bill Maher. And, yeah, so, so the Bill Maher show runs a segment about us called The Gay Superheroes of New York. And it's it's all a, like a tongue-in-cheek thing about, you know, the names of superheroes who could be gay. And it, it was stupid. It wasn't even particularly funny. But at the end of the day, you know, our message got out. We were on Bill Maher. The attendance on the classes went through the roof. You know, we had a bunch of go. contacts from people. And, you know, it, it didn't hurt. There you go. That's a prime example, you know? Yeah. That's that's backfired bad media, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, to be honest, he looked like more of a dick than we did. (laughs) That's fine with me. (laughs) That's even better. (laughs) (laughs) You just smile and do your thing, and he can be be the one sounding like he's a total total, um, punk, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I've got to ask on the the the, um, the martial arts side of things. Have you ever been tempted? Is it even physically possible to do some kind of martial arts thing in the bat suit? Not in the bat suit I'm wearing. No, no. It. You know, it's funny. I I saw a fan film, and um, this this the Batman the fan film was was wearing the, the same suit I had, and he was doing flying side kicks and round kicks above his head. I said, "How in the world are you doing that?" I mean, I. I Wow. The suit that I have, like I said, it's durable, and I can move in it to a certain extent. But kicking, no, I can't kick. Punching, sure, but there's no way I could do a jump kick. 
or a flying sidekick or, or even a head height roundhouse kick. It just wouldn't happen. So, <laughs> right. so with, with this suit, no, no. With a spandex one, Adam West style, yes, possibly. But not, <laughs> not this suit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it kind of scares me, the thought of someone doing a, a, a head-height head roundhouse kick in one of those Adam West, West spandex suits. Do you guys remember Captain Jackson at all? Uh, no, I don't think I don't you guys think do. do. Captain Jackson is like old school. If you get into like real-life superheroes, Captain Jackson was one of the first guys out there doing it. He dressed in a... Adam West style Batman suit and mm-hmm. used to go out and actually fight crime um in his uh, neighborhood in Michigan. Um, okay. He was serious. Like this guy, you know, actually made a difference in his era. He was pretty well known. He got into some trouble for certain things too, but but right. uh he he was pretty well known and he, he actually stopped some crime that guy. Uh all huh. in an Adam West style Batman costume. Uh wow. You know, it's, it's, you know, um, getting back to this uh, documentary that we're doing, this 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 documentary that we're screening in our local area, one of the stories about um, one of the Batman in it is this is this um, kid, he's a college student in Petaluma, California, Petaluma Batman, and um, he's twenty twenty years old or so, and he wears a you know, just uh, his bat suit may have cost ten dollars. You know, um, but he sort of—I wouldn't use the word patrol—but he kind of hangs out on um, on the rooftops in his area in the community and kind of keeps an eye on things. And he goes to um, to special events and signs autographs and things like that. He doesn't give long speeches or anything, but. Um, the policemen know him. They know he's up on the rooftops, and they're fine with it. Um, he doesn't fight crime directly, but he's he's up there doing his thing, and he rides around, I think, on, on a scooter as Batman. And no one knows who he is. They just know he's because of a Batman. And uh, that's just another highlighted person in this documentary. And, um, you know, he makes people smile and keep people happy, and people actually go out at night and try to watch for him and see see if they can catch a glimpse of Pilum Batman. <laughs> and hey, you know what, I think as long as he's not, you know, stepping out, out of bounds of the law and hop a pool with it and he's not getting in, you know, in trouble, hey, more power to him, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how keen I'd be if it was my roof, but <laughs> like you say, if he's not doing any harm then <laughs> Um and yeah, maybe, but maybe it's on Netflix. So we'll check it out. Netflix, uh, Legends of the Legends of the Night, as in the yeah, Dark Legends Night, of the Night. Correct. <laughs> yes, yes. It's on Netflix. I, I so have it's, watched it. It's, it's definitely oh, yeah. a, okay. it's definitely a good watch. It's yeah, definitely it is. worth it checking is. out. So you got Netflix? Yeah. Just just pop it on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And uh, what, what's what's the deal then with the with the screening and the fundraiser? Um, you know, what, what's the uh, what's the purpose behind that? How are you doing it? Well, um, I'm from this town of Morgan Hill, which is about 20 miles south of San Jose. So that's why I chose the area to to do the fundraiser at. It's about a half hour from where I live, so it's not it's not too far away. But um, uh, this documentary was was one of the reasons why it was made was it, it was made to to do charity fundraisers. 
So um, we're doing a screening of it at um, the local theater called the Granada at the Historic Theater downtown Morgan Hill on Sunday, March March 1st, excuse me, at 2 o'clock. And um, following what has been done in in other um, screenings of this, everybody who comes wears a Batman T-shirt or something Batman, and, um, you know, it's going to be a really fun time. I'll be delivering the Be the Hero message to the everybody and meet and greet and we're going to have a raffle for special prizes and the uh, charity that benefits is two local charities um, one's called the Edward Boss Prado Foundation um, that focuses on giving um, high school students who cannot afford a lunch a free lunch in the Morgan Hill area there's two high schools in Morgan Hill Live Oak and Sobrato High so that's a program in place there and then we're doing one uh, it's under the same umbrella called Cecilia's Closet and Food Pantry. Um, and they take clothes and food in for families who can't afford them and give it to them. So um, there are two fantastic charities, and I feel it's going to be a fantastic event. Yeah, and sorry, just for our listeners, so the, could, you, could you just name the, the two charities again? I, I didn't catch sure. those the first um, minute, The Edward Boss Prado Foundation and Cecilia's Closet and Food Pantry. Um, local business owner, Cecilia Ponzini, she's the one that runs both charities. And um, she's she's uh, an, an outstanding individual, and I got to know her the past couple of years, and she's just, just a philanthropist. And she just, she, she just gives back to the community so much, and I just wanted to do this for her. And um, I think it's going to be just a really, really fun, fun afternoon for everybody. And their and their, yeah. you know their their ten dollar ticket fee, you know, is doing good in the world. You know, it's helping feed kids and helping clothe people who can't afford proper clothing, and uh, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, it's Mark, funny how, you just how, mentioned how can people how can people get in touch with you, Mark? Uh, through my Facebook page, they can do that, or they can go on our website. Um, heroesforhope.us and contact me there. Nice. So just through Facebook, that's the best way also, and then through our website. Awesome. And we will, uh, at the end of this show, we'll be posting up links to uh, to the Heroes for Hope uh, Facebook page, the website, and uh, and a bunch of other stuff that we've talked about, uh, UD replicas and, and some of the other things that we mentioned on the Great. show tonight. So that uh, thank you, thank you. I'll let find I'll out let them know that about. too because yeah, those those guys at UD replicas they they do fantastic work and they see their suits being used for things like this and it just fuels their you know fire to to keep on making quality products for us, you know. Yeah, and, you know, maybe they'll uh, win a bit more business, make some money, and decide to give a freebie out to someone to help them uh, start their own thing. Who knows? <laughs> well, as much as, those, <laughs> as, as, as these suits cost, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, we, we had something very similar to that. There's a, a lightsaber company down in Texas, uh, Ultra Sabers, who, who make um, real dueling Star Wars lightsabers. So you can literally, you know, you can use them like a bokken and... and you know, literally battle someone in Star Wars fashion with a real lit-up lightsaber with sound. Now, I mean, I'm sorry, awesome. be, before you go on, my other hobby is just what you said. It's illuminated lightsabers. I've been in that community since 2007. So no way. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to get off topic, but yeah, that's that's my other that's my other side. Um, yeah, I I actually taught lightsaber combat out of my school for 
several years. So I hear what you're saying. Fantastic. Well, you know, yeah, I must admit, I was lucky enough. I, I actually went out to San Francisco, uh, I guess, um, back in September, and, and Rock and Roll and I went to the same with uh, Nightbug and a couple of other people went to the, the Golden Gate Knights class there um, yeah. after she'd had a Star Wars wedding and uh, trained with uh, Alan Bosch and those guys. Out. It, was, it was a hell of a lot of fun, I must say. Yeah, fun. I'll be teaching them this Sunday, actually. I'm going out there, so um, it'll be my first time teaching them. Um, yeah, uh, again, I don't want to get too much off topic, but they, they use a certain combat system, and um, it's called the NCSCS system. I'm one of the co-founders of that system that, that they use. Wow, okay. Well, that that is a small world, isn't it? <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, oh. I guess the uh, the point I was going to make was that I know Ultra Sabers actually um, had a bunch of, of kind of stock, um, kind of leftover saber bits and pieces that they gave away to a to a Jedi charity. I think it may have even been out here in New York for a charity parade, and they just you know gave away a bunch of lightsabers. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe uh, maybe UD replicas could uh, could go down the same road eventually. Hey, <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> And, you know, I was going to ask, uh, DG was just asking how people can get in contact with you. Um, how, you know, I guess you've got other people, and there must be lots and lots of people out there listening to this thinking, you know, that's a very cool idea. I'd like to help out. Um, what would you recommend to, to someone who's kind of getting into this for the first time, who's completely green to it? How would they approach it? Well, if for one thing, if they were new to it, one thing I would do is say, do some research on some of the groups um, like Heroes for Hire, for example, go to their website, go to their Facebook page, and just do lots of reading. Um, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I, I didn't know for sure what it entailed or how to do it. So um, I, I just read online a lot of, of what some of these um, these groups do. And then, like I said, I was lucky to have Heroes for Hire as, as kind of a mentor that gave me, gave me some gave me some pointers on what to do. Um, anyone who wants to contact me also can do the same thing. Um, they can just contact me and ask me some questions on it. And just educate yourself first. Know what your mission is first. Don't just go out blindly and and hope to make kids smile. You will, but if you have a message to deliver, something very tangible, something they can take away from the visit, that's going to really set you apart from the, the group that doesn't do that. Not saying that... Not to you know to to bash those groups, of course, but the ones that have the message make the impact. Right, right. That that's that's excellent advice. Yeah, <laughs> make make sure that you know what it is for sure, and practice it. Practice it. To, practice it on your on your wife or your girlfriend or husband or wife. You know, practice it on people, and see how they react to it, and they can give you some feedback be- before you take it out to the audiences. Um, that way you have a solid foundation of, of what to say and what to do and find out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So I, I've got to ask as well, and I, I apologize for this in advance, but uh, I, I just need to know, um, is is there a Batmobile in, in in your act? Do you have any? I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, there are some groups I've seen um, that have these 
1989 Keaton style Batmobiles, and they're they're just amazing. And I know Heroes for Hire is having one made for them, and um, you know, I, I, who knows? I mean, as of right now, no, <laughs> but one day, who knows, right? Just get a hundred grand together, and then we'll go from there. Because that's what they that's right, about right. what they run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess you know, I hate to that I actually have to run. It was it was a pleasure to meet you. Um, keep doing your amazing work, man. All right, I'll catch you guys later. All right, thanks, thanks Doug. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I. Uh, I, I now picture Batman climbing out of a Prius, but uh, it's, I'm sure you got something <laughs> more glamorous than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, if, if, the kids, know, I, if the kids saw that, they would pick that apart like crazy. But that's not the Batman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that's that's when you park around the corner, you know, and then walk your way in. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, you know, what, what we're going to be doing then at the end of the show is we'll we'll post up your uh, your Legends of, of the Night uh, documentary screening details for, for people who want to go along to that. Um, Thank and, you. Uh, and your Facebook link and so on, so people can contact you. And, and where do they buy uh, tickets from for the for the event? Well, um, there's several vendors um, selling them in Morgan Hill. Um, if you go on the Facebook um, event invite, it'll list the vendors, or they can buy them to me directly. I also have some here, and we're going to be selling them at the box office the day of. Um, so the the Granada holds 250 people, so we, we want to get it filled up. We, we want to get the capacity. So if you're out there and you want to attend, um, there's still time to buy tickets, of course. Um, and if you can't do it, if you can't go to one of the vendors that have it, you can buy it the day of. Right, right, fantastic. And, you know, we... we uh we have a lot of um, a lot of listeners around around the Bay Area and, and around uh, San Francisco who may uh, may be interested and, and you know if they if they could spread the word as well that would be awesome. And that'd be great. And you know, um, I ask anybody out there if if they share the event or, t- or talk about it, create the hashtags. Uh, we are Batman. Um, hashtag Heroes for Hope and hashtag Edward Boss Prado just to get the conversations going. Um, the director and producer of Legends of the Night, Brett Culp, um, he keeps an eye on those on those hashtags, especially the We Are Batman ones. And we have his support also, which is pretty awesome. So um, the documentary has been screened, I think, in 110 cities so far. And he, we, we want that to grow, you know, and just, you know, raise more money for, for more charities and just impact and empower the masses as much as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just, just out of interest, I guess, again, from the point of view of someone who's just coming into this cold, who says, you know, maybe maybe the whole, uh, you know, superhero thing might not be my cup of tea, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm interested in organizing an event, a fundraiser. You know, how, how do you go about um, promoting it, you know, getting in contact with the right people and, and really making an event like this happen? See, that was new for me. And luckily I had help from the, the lady who were doing the um, – Doing the uh, the event for Mrs. Ponzini, she has a lot of experience in that. So if somebody else wanted to do it, um, they they find a charity, talk to the founder of the charity first, get their input. Because chances are they've been through many fundraisers for their charity. They have a lot of contacts um, that you can get a hold of through them. 
that's what really helped me out, too, is the fact that Mrs. Ponzi is very well known to Morgan Hill. Um, she's Woman of the Year in 2014, I believe. Um, she's on the Chamber of Commerce. Everyone knows her. So when I called wanting to get press or I wanted to get donations or whatever for the raffle or this or that, I used her name. and It really got my foot in many doors. Um, and then that will also get your organization known as well when you're affiliated with that particular group or that particular person. So just find the people who have the contacts, go through them, and that will help develop your future contacts as well. Cool, cool, yep, yep, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, you know, that uh, is pretty much all of the questions that uh, that we on the, the Hero Initiative group had for you. Um if anyone, uh, you know, if anyone wants to contact you, then we'll be putting up your, your Facebook page and uh, all of your contact details on uh, on our Facebook page. And uh, you know, we we would really, really like to hear how the the fundraiser goes. You know how uh, you know how, how much you you generate for the charities and and you know how they benefit from that as well. So we would love to uh, love to have you on another show if you wanted to call in in the future. And uh, you know, just uh, I'd appreciate that. Yes, and then we'll post everything that that goes on. Of course, like we always do on on Facebook and our website, and you can keep an eye on them there. And uh, I'll try to give uh, um, updates on the day of the event and you know, let you guys know how things are going. And, and uh, yeah, just keep people's interest high. So thank you very much. Yeah, please do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, we, I guess what we do isn't necessarily in the same boat as what you do. But, you know, one thing that, that we've, I think we've, uh, as a collective community, have learned over the years is that, um not only by doing this stuff do you just generally meet extremely cool people. And, you know, I think I was saying on last week's show that I think through getting involved in the outreach work and the other stuff that we do here, um, I, I don't think I've ever met as many great people in my life before. I think now I've probably made better friends and some of the best people I've ever met, you know. Yeah, I agree. When you before. meet people who are in it for the same purposes you are, um you know, uh, getting back to the whole lightsaber thing, like I've been in it for seven years or whatever, eight years, I, I have made some of the closest and best friends of my life ever just because we have that same common common bond and um, the same thing with the superhero groups. I mean, we're all in this for the same reason. And you support each other and you just help each other out. And it's, it's a network that builds. And, and, and I think that by itself is, is is worth it, you know. So um, I definitely hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think I think when you hear, you know, we 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 hear people who say, "I'd love to be doing the stuff that you guys do," but you know, I'm really introverted. I, I you know, I may even be agoraphobic. We we had one person who who literally said that she couldn't leave the house, um, and mm-hmm. people who may be physically disabled as well and may not physically be able to get out and do some of this stuff, but. You know, I think our message is always that there are always ways that you can help. You know, we we always need people to help us with Facebook campaigns and marketing, and mm-hmm. you know, and then you know, even even more um, interactively than that, if we're looking for a missing child, just putting putting flyers up in places and you know, keeping keeping the uh, the case current in the public's eye and things like that. That you know, may not even necessarily need someone to leave the house. It's you know. It doesn't take a lot of right. time or effort to be contributing. It's, it's the things like that. It's the things that happen in, in the background that keep the foreground running. So if they think they're not important, that's not the truth. They are very important to people who do things like that. So that's a very, very good point. And for the ones who might be a bit shy, you know, um, and you want to be part of a group, 
you know, don't be the main speaker. Just get someone else to do it and then go out there in your suit or whatever, just smile and shake hands, and then that may help you develop the, um, you know, the attributes to eventually get out there and become a speaker yourself. I mean, you never know what can happen unless you try it. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's, it's funny, and I, I don't mean to speak for my uh, for my absent co-host, Rock and Roll, but uh, you know she she and I have both been in in music for many years, and I I was a lead singer in a band, and and she she's done pretty much everything that you can possibly do in in, in various types of bands, um, but you know I, I don't think for anyone standing up in front of a room of people or a group of people and speaking is something that's natural and easy. You know, I, I don't no. think anyone does that without a sense of nervousness. Um, but, there, you know, whether it's a physical costume that you put on or a physical mask or just a persona you create to get through that, there, there's certainly something mm-hmm. that, that you have to, to change within yourself to say, right, I'm switching it on now, I'm becoming this person and I'm going to be yes. outgoing and, and extroverted for the next hour or whatever it is. And, you know, right. I, I, I think the excuse of being introverted maybe doesn't fly in the face of that. No, because like you just said, if 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 you're that character, you're not who you are, and maybe you can draw from that character's, you know, experiences, you know, and make them your own, and maybe that'll help help you, you know, come out of that shell if you have one, because you're able to do it for ten to fifteen, twenty minutes or whatever, you know. So that's a very good point yeah. you just made. So, uh, yeah, as I say, we're going to be posting up a, a buttload of links to, to all sorts of cool stuff that we've talked about on this show. Um, any any kind of last uh, closing thoughts, uh, closing bits of information you wanted to share with us before we uh, we wrap up the show? Oh, just I had a great time on your show. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, it was just great to just talk and just, you know, share other people's um, ideas on, on, what, on what they had and what they were doing and, um, I just wanted to promote this event coming up, and you know, again, check our Facebook page if you're listening and uh, see what it's all about. And um, if you're in the Bay Area, please come down and have a great time. Cool, thank you. Yeah, and we we really appreciate you coming on as well. You know, it's uh, it's uh, good that you sacrificed uh, an hour and a half of your Friday night, and uh, I hope you uh, hope you have a good rest of the weekend. Um, you as yeah, well, I, I would you. like to uh, also, you know, not only thank you for coming on, thank Doug Guardian for stepping in at the last minute, thank Rock and yeah. Roll for uh, <laughs> letting me know that she's trapped in the Santa Monica traffic somewhere. And uh, in the chat room, we've had uh, the Faithful Mandalore Talk Group, who uh, uh, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure if these are guys that you know, but uh, we uh, we've had a lot of interactions with the Mandalorian Mercs over the last few months, and there's some extreme Mandalorian. Cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, they, you know, uh, Rock and Roll and, and uh, Nightbug had this Star Wars wedding in in, uh, in the Bay Area in uh, in September, and we had the That's Mandalorian cool. Mercs and the 501st come out, and man, those guys are awesome. And and again, just you know, regardless of how you think they look in a costume, they do so much for charity and so much. Good, oh, they um, do. They're, they're, they're the tremendous. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> So uh, yeah, you know, can't uh, can't fault them. So thank you, uh, Mandalorian Max in the chat room as well. It's been good having you guys around. Um, so uh, and on that note, we will wrap up, and uh, we're going to be returning next week on a, a regular Tuesday slot, um, and look forward to uh, chatting to, to to everyone then. Cool. So uh, yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks everyone, and we will talk to you next thank week. Thank you. Cool. Good night. Thank you. Good night.